everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are off to Uncharted Lands to chart them <laughs> in, <laughs> in the game Cartographers. Uh, this is a flip and write game. Uh, it was designed by Jordi Aiden, artist Luis Francisco, and Lucas Ribeiro. Uh, published by Thunderworks Games. And it is a game that came out in 2019, plays 1 to 100 players. Once again, another roll and write that plays 100 players if you play it once with all of the sheets. <laughs> with all the sheets, yeah. <laughs> and uh, plays in about 30 to 45 minutes is what it's listed at BGG. That's about right, I'd say. Um, you could probably get this played pretty quickly, though, once you get used to the structure of the game. Um, yeah. I bet you get it get it done very very fast uh age limits around 10 i i think it's a little high i bet you could play with kids even younger than that um and the weight's listed at 1.91 which is uh i think brad things is pretty close to right on right on the money um but yes this is a an interesting game that um i remember hearing about a lot before uh up until we actually reviewed it that and uh so i was happy and excited to check it out it's it's cool it's got a really neat take on the flip and right it's unique in its own way compared to other flip and rights so let's talk about how it works and then we can talk more about our thoughts on the game itself all right so uh to play the game you're gonna get one of those map sheets uh, these, this map sheet has basically, it's a, a 11 by 11 grid. There are five spots already filled in, although it, it is double-sided, so you can play a different type of game that has a few more spots filled in. Uh, and below it, you can kind of keep track of your score and how many coins that you have uh, in the game that you earn. Uh, you're gonna, there's a bunch of different types of cards in there. There's some explore cards, scoring cards, ambush cards, season cards, and edict cards. A bunch of different cards. Uh, essentially, what you're going to be doing is you're going to shuffle up the 13 explore cards. Uh, and of the four ambush cards, you're going to shuffle those up, pluck out one of them, and then put that into the explore cards deck and shuffle that up. Uh, so you're going to have one random uh, ambush card within the explore cards. Uh, the scoring cards, there's four different types of scoring cards you're going to shuffle up each of those types uh, and then you are going to pluck out one of each of those types and place it underneath each of the edict cards the edict cards are just something that says a b c and d it's just kind of ordering the scoring cards for you Uh, and then there are four seasons cards these and you want to go in order of spring summer uh, autumn, or it might be called fall. I can't remember which this one. This one's fall uh, and uh, winter. Basically, uh, splitting up the game to four rounds of four seasons. Uh, the seasons indicate which of the edicts you will be scoring. Uh, so, for example, in spring, you'll be scoring for edict A and B, whichever scoring cards happen to be underneath each of those. Summer B, C, and so on and so forth. Uh, these. Uh, Seasons cards also indicate how long uh, each round will last, or the the timeline. Uh, Spring will last eight time units, uh, and summer eight, fall seven, and winter six time units. The time units uh, are marked on each of those explore cards, because in a round what's going to happen is we are going to flip over the top explore card, 
Uh, and in the upper left-hand corner, it will tell you how many units long it is. It's gonna either going to be 0, 1, or 2. Uh, mostly it's 1 or 2. Uh, there is one that is 0, and the ambush card technically doesn't count for anything. And there are a couple of cards that just uh, are kind of bonus things. They're ruins, uh, which I'll kind of get into a bit later. Uh, when the card comes out, uh, the, the standard Explore card will have one of two variances. It'll either have one specific shape, and by shape I mean one of those polyomino shapes. It's something made of squares, because essentially in this game you're filling out grids on a square. Uh, it'll ha either have one shape uh, and two different colors to choose from, or it will have one color and two different shapes to choose from, one of which probably has a coin on it. Uh, it, it. Whichever one it is, you must do the thing that you must do, and you have a choice of which of the two that you want to do. So for example, if it was the, you are given the shape and you can choose what color, you can, you can fit whatever shape you want, that shape you want to, anywhere you want, you can rotate it, you can flip it, however you want to fit it on your little map, uh, and but you can choose whichever color uh, you want it to be. Uh, the colors that you choose it to be are usually determined by basically those scoring cards. Each of those scoring cards relates to either uh, a like either force or it's uh, the um, fields and water or it's towns or it's just some sort of arrangement. Those are the four different categories that I didn't kind of go into, but those are basically it. So there's always going to be something that scores for forest. There's always going to be a card that scores for both fields and water. There's always going to be a card that somehow scores towns. Uh, and then there's always going to be some card that just, it has nothing to do with color. It's just how you arrange things on your map. And those are the kind of things that determine how you are going to fill in those cards. So the choice is a, is going, hmm, gosh, do I want to put this on top of this space so that I score points this way? Because things score so differently. It's either you want to have them adjacent to the edge or you want to have them uh, leaving open spaces or you want to always have like clusters of red, uh, reds being towns. Each of them are different colors. Uh, and it's, it's just you're, you're trying to figure out a way to put all this together to score the most point in that round. Uh, the other things that might occur when those cards come out, those explore cards come out, uh, if a ruins cards come out, uh, you basically will pull out another card. Uh, and essentially there are six spaces on the map that are kind of lightly dashed in a ruins thing. Uh, that means whatever you do, you must fill in that shape on a ruin spot uh, and if you cannot then basically you fill in a one by one square anywhere you wish uh, or you can always choose not to fill in a ruin spot and fill in a one by one square anywhere you wish of that color or if it's a choice of color your choice of color uh, this kind of goes for all shapes but if at any point in time you are unable to or do not want to use uh, the shape given you can always use a one by one square of the any indicated color given on that card. Uh, then there are the ambush cards. Uh, the ambush cards are the bad ones. This is where you don't get to fill in your map, but you get to fill in someone else's map. Uh, when the card comes out, it will indicate which way you should rotate your uh, player sheets, uh, and then it will indicate what type of shape uh, the your 
neighbor is filling into your mat. Uh, these are always bad things. At the end of the round, they will score negatively based on how many open spaces them there are around it. So when you're putting them down, you usually want to place it in somewhere that's going to mess them up the most, which is usually in a big open spot uh, that isn't anywhere near what they're trying to build towards. Uh, and you continue to pull out these explore cards until you've hit that time unit that I mentioned before. So in the first season, once you've hit eight time units, the round ends, uh, you you finish putting in that shape, but then the round ends after that, and you will always tally up your score at the end of the round. Uh, I did skip over one thing, uh, which is kind of, it's kind of an offshoot thing. Uh, th there are those coins. You can earn coins uh, in basically two different ways, either on those uh, explore cards that I mentioned, if there's a choice of shape, uh, usually the smaller shape will have a coin. Uh, when you earn a coin, you'll just mark a little thing on how many coins you've earned. Uh, there are also five filled-in spaces that I mentioned. Those are mountain spaces. If you ever completely surround orthogonally a mountain with any types of shape, it doesn't have to be all the same, but as long as it's completely surrounded on all four sides, uh, then you will earn another coin. Essentially, you've, I guess you've built a mine or something like that. I'm not really sure what that means thematically. Uh, <laughs> so you will mark off another coin. So the more coins you have, the more points you will earn each round. Um, so once the round ends, you're going to be scoring basically four separate things. The first edict, the second edict, uh, how many coins you currently have, uh, and any points you have lost due to some sort of ambush. Uh, the ambush might not show up. It could stay in the deck. But if, if an ambush does show up, it will be removed from the deck. Uh, so you'll just total up all those things. That's your score for that round, and you'll start the next round. In the start of a new round, uh, you'll just reshuffle that ambush deck, uh, and then you'll add one more ambush card. So it's possible if you didn't see one the last round. That means there's now two ambush cards in there. Uh, and if you already saw it, now there's only one in there that you have to worry about. Uh, and this will continue on for each of the four rounds, uh, changing what the season is and basically changing what each of those scoring things are for each of those rounds. Uh, you're f once you get through all four seasons, uh, you total up all of your scores from all four of those rounds, and whoever has the highest score from all four of those rounds wins the game. Uh, I'm sure there's a tiebreaker, but I've never had it happen, uh, and I'll probably look it up later if, if I really feel like I need to. But that is pretty much how you play the game. <laughs> yep, that is it. Um, yeah, one of the one of the coolest things, like th there's a lot of similarities to this, and, or like not direct. This is very kind of its own thing. But um, this feel, you know, obviously this is a roll or a flip and write. It feels like a flip and write. But one of the coolest things about this, like, uh, and I think we talk about this all the time, but I'm going to do it again. Uh, when I think of Welcome to. <laughs> Is like its presentation, like welcome to why welcome to sticks in my mind, at least, is it, it does a great job of presentation and fitting its theme for something that is basically could be a very abstract math um, logic or a statistic game. Uh, this does the same thing where, excuse me, um, where that its presentation is just pretty stunning. Like it for a roll and write, this is just kind of ridiculously well presented. <laughs> it's sort of unnecessarily really well presented but but honestly it makes it that much more absorbing and um does feel kind of like more than what it is at least like it, it for me at least the idea that you're a in this fantasy world mapping out this new land really hits home it it, it feels very real in this way this game um plays and the way you engage with it and so 
uh, I can't overstress enough how cool this game looks, how nice it looks on the table, and how fun it is to interact with it. Um, there's clearly a deeper lore here based on the art that they've chosen for the um, uh, uh, what are the cards called that you uh, that flip over to uh, the action cards to uh, explore cards? Uh, no, the ones for each turn as the seasons progress, you flip. Um, Ah, so to know which color you're supposed to color in at that, or can color in at that time. What are those specifically called? Those are explore cards. <laughs> oh, they are? Okay. Oh, I thought you said score cards. Uh, explore no, cards, not score yes. cards. Explore cards. <laughs> yeah, the explore cards. The explore cards clearly have a story to tell, or at least a, a lore in them, based on the art style, which is just amazingly beautiful. <laughs> it's hand-painted style. Um, so anyway, this game has a, it feels like there's much more depth to... Uh, what at its core is a very simple game um, with some really cool mechanisms in there. But uh, once again, they didn't have to make it that that stunning. <laughs> but they did. Uh, but yeah, Cartographers. Cartographers was great. I really am glad we reviewed this. This was such a fun experience and such a great... Um, it's, such, it's just a really good game. So playing the player count, we played it just the two of us and uh a couple rounds um what is your experience playing it and uh what how many people did you play it with how does it scale do you think what are your thoughts uh i've i've mostly played this at the two-player game uh with my wife uh i think it, it plays really well at two um it's i i it's just a really interesting way to to play I, we've played a lot of two-player like games including welcome to and uh welcome to new las vegas and all those i really there's something about this one that's really nice we have we've kind of ducked ours out and most people uh from what i've seen online have decked it out where they actually get colored pencils so that you're not uh normally instead of drawing colors because each of them are colors you just draw a certain type of shape so for for the homestead you'll draw a uh, like a house figure and for forest you'll draw kind of like little trees in there which is kind of fun it's a little cool creativity thing that you can do just like, i've done it where where I'm just like, I want to make this look as much like a real map as I can, which irritates my wife because I'm spending so much time doodling uh, on right. the thing. But uh, it, it looks really pretty when you get those nice colors in there. It's it's just really interesting because you can go at it in so many different ways. Uh, just planning out, okay, I know I should probably focus on these two scoring things right now because they're going to be scoring now. But I also, you, you're trying to think ahead to future scoring ones. You're like, okay, I know I want to do this and I want to do that. But I also want to try and do that. And the more I can do that now, the bigger the score is, is going to be for the future one. So, like, there might be one, like, in the... The, the the fourth scoring thing which is like leaving empty holes everywhere it's just like all right how can i continually leave empty holes while also doing the stuff i'm doing now and it's just a really interesting cool way of doing things i like the polyomino idea we have so many different games that do that i just like the ones where you're drawing it it's really and the choices of oh i can pick this shape or this shape you're not like locked into one thing and so everyone's kind of doing a new thing uh playing with the four person game i i actually kind of liked it even more it was really cool I, it it's a, it's one of those games where you're not really paying attention to what your neighbors are doing and the thing the thing that pulls it into that because i know a lot of people tend to complain about games where it's like well you're just kind of doing your own thing while everyone else does their stuff is mm-hmm. those, those ambush cards will pop up and you're like oh gosh and so occasionally you'll look at what your neighbors are going going oh, goodness, I can really mess them up. And then you get yours back, and, and you're just like, oh, God, no, no, no. Or or occasionally it's just like a look. I'll be looking around the table because I'm usually checking things because 
scoring the ambushes tends to be the thing people mess up where it's just like, oh, I, I missed this open space or uh, I, you accidentally scored that double because it's only for every open space that's adjacent to it that you will lose points. Uh, you don't – if there are two uh, ambush blocks that both touch the same empty space, you only lose one point for that. You don't lose two points because there's two things touching it. Uh, and so sometimes people will score there. So I'm always checking around the room going, all right, did you score that right? Did you? And so I'll look and go, oh, gosh. Like some, there were some times where I was looking I go, you could have made it so much worse for them. And they're like, yeah, I just felt like being nice. I'm like, don't be nice. What is wrong with you? <laughs> well, they were nice when it rotated the other way. I'm like, no. Nah. No, no, you are. You should be doing this as cutthroat as possible. So I maybe I'm just playing a little bit meaner, but yeah, I, it's real. That just that little thing makes it so interesting. It, it brings in the whole. All right, this is not just a solo game. I am kind of paying attention, even if it isn't just a passing fancy. But I, I think it works. It, I, I wouldn't like this game as much if it didn't have that aspect to it where you occasionally were looking at what your opponent is doing. Uh, although during the game, you can definitely look and go, oh, wow. And there, there are definitely times where I was playing when I was playing with you or someone else. And I'm going, why are they doing that? And I'm like, oh, shoot, I forgot we should be scoring for these things or things like that. And it's just like, oh, God, it, there's a lot of interesting choices and i i really like it and i I think it plays just as well at two as it does uh with those higher player counts i just kind of like it more at higher player counts just because uh i don't know the ambushes seem a bit more interesting you don't know who's going to be drawing on your thing because it it, depending on which way way it rotates it's just like okay they're getting it i have a feeling they might screw up and they're going to put it in a place that's actually quite beneficial to me but they didn't even notice how about you? How yeah, about you? Like, have you played it? God have you played damn it more since, ambush uh, cards. Yeah, ambush hate, cards. I hate those things. I that I kept forgetting to deal with those during the round and would get slammed <laughs> yeah, nonstop. You want to you wanna fill in those spaces so that you don't lose points. Yeah. Yeah. They were just have you, have you played like, this oh. much more since? Uh, no, since I haven't had it? a chance to. Um, I uh, I was going to pick it up and then I I can't remember why I didn't. Then um, you didn't. <laughs> I think I was going to play it with Shelly on Tabletop Simulator and see if she liked it first before I grabbed it. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. That's a good point about the, in get, kind of requiring more of a just kind of a, uh, a helpful check-in to see what other people are doing. Whereas my um, never-ending comparison of Welcome to, you really don't need to watch people that much. I mean, you can see what you they're doing, all, but it really almost. yeah, it doesn't really affect you except to know maybe what score they're getting and you you know how close you are to them potentially. Yeah, uh, even then, I think it's hard new, to kind of read in that. the new Las Vegas expansion. You definitely are looking over because uh, in that one, there's multiple different ways the game can end. So you're definitely checking your neighbor to be like, wait, are they going to force the end accidentally? Like that's, that's about as much as you're doing in respect to that. There are a couple of things that will determine how much you score on things based on what they have. I know the, the original one has like one category where it's like, Oh, whoever has the most, uh, construction signs gets more points and you might be looking at that uh new las vegas has a lot of different things where it's like oh if you fill in those rows or if you fill in these columns or whoever gets to this first there's a lot of different things or you know it with the game ending mechanic it's it's very very much like oh wait if they fill in those ribbons this game's over i need to like start filling in points really quickly i shouldn't be thinking long term i should be thinking very short term so in that respect uh, the expansion tends to be, do a bit more of that, but you're never 
actually doing anything to your opponent. So, yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, there, there's there is a great dynamic. Like it does seem to like I've not played with more people, but the two player experience. Like this is a game you could play. It kind of reminds me of like a, a Sunday morning game over a cup of coffee. <laughs> you know, there's something classy about this game. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but uh, it's just sort of chill. And there is a competitive aspect to it, of course, but. Um, but there's just like a chill vibe to this. I, I, I and like I said, the the art style and the lore of this really does draw you into more or feeling there's more to it or there's more importance for your actions here or engaging with the game than just playing a game. At least for my experience or my take on it. So, um, I it, it's one of those games that that appropriately scales where it's not. You know, sometimes when people talk about scaling, they're talking about I want the f- same feel at five people as I do at two people. It's not that. It's very much a v- different game and at different la- uh, levels. But it, the way it scales, I could see that where as you get more people, it becomes more of a vibrant, uh, engaging experience uh, as opposed to more of a laid back, um, chill uh, experience. Both of those are very good and styles I like, but I really appreciate that this game is designed well enough to. Uh, incorporate more players while still having that um, interact, like your, your the interactivity you're mentioning, or the the um, necessity of at least logging in your mind what other players are doing. <laughs> um, and then there's the ambush cards, of course. Uh, so anyway, yeah, this is this is a great game. I I really did love even the ambush cards were a. I don't know. I've heard a couple people say ah, I don't like the fact that it's take that. It's such a minimal take that though oh, yeah. that I. I really appreciate it in this. Like sometimes games do a take that and it just feels like it's thrown in and it's not very well thought out. It's just aggressive and disruptive. This makes sense in it, – it makes sense in the game structure and in the theme that there would be bad creatures that appear in these lands that you're mapping out. Um, and it also makes sense that the way they would make that implemented in the game is to have another player basically – um, take control of those creatures and have them do something that is specifically against your strategy as opposed to having right. some sort of automaton system that fires off. Um, I really like that. I really, really do like that, that they the creatures do – when the ambush happens, there is some sense of rationality and, and like um, – you know, complex thinking going on because another player is doing it. It's not just if this is what's happening, put them in square X. That just feels so dry in some games. Yeah. Sometimes it works, but it, but I really like the ambush. I think I would have missed or not. I wouldn't have missed it because I wouldn't have known about it, but I really appreciate that they added this in. It does make this feel more of a real living world and yeah. the danger of being a cartographer and exploring a new world. And suddenly you run across an aggressive species and you're like, ah, run away. <laughs> and they set up camp somewhere <laughs> and uh, they're, gonna do what the best they can to um uh diminish your ability to map out the area and so you've got to kind of still map it out around them or else you'll be you know be chastised for not mapping everything out well i was afraid of the goblins <laughs> i didn't want to go near them well that's your job <laughs> so um anyway i just everything about this game just seems so well thought out and tested and designed and it just impresses me that it can scale um at all <laughs> really yeah. but as Within the roll and write structure, I guess that's a leisure to do. But, man, they did a good job with this one. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to mention a couple other things about the game. Uh, there is a, a a solo mode, speaking of the ambush cards and kind of having a, a bot-type system. It does actually work in solo mode. Uh, it is very much a, okay, you flip it over, and then the card will tell you what 
like corner of the thing you start at and then you work in kind of systematic way to determine where it gets placed uh so that it does work in solo mode also the scoring you are trying to beat a certain score based on uh each of the scoring cards has a little number on the bottom right hand corner that you add those together and that that is the score that you are trying to beat uh so you're trying to kind of gauge it based on what scoring cards were in the game uh also uh things to note uh, you can't really spend anything on the coins i know a lot of people when they're playing the game like but what are the coins for i'm like they they're it's just like an income thing it's you're just scoring extra points you're building mines so that's that's basically what it is uh thematically but it really doesn't do anything you can there's a small promo pack that you can buy uh it's like eight cards in it uh essentially you'll shuff up those eight cards you'll pull out three of them i've not i've yet to play with this just because usually Usually when I'm playing, it's just like, oh, no, this is all we need. Uh, I just got it because I'm like, ooh, that, I mean, just in case, maybe I want to spice it up. Uh, and uh, <laughs> essentially, they're the little things that allow you to kind of break the rules or bend the rules or just do something different. Uh, it allows you to spend your coins so you'll just cross them out so you'll no longer be earning points, but you can do something else. Some of them will allow you to switch things. It'll allow you to uh, fill in extra things. For example, there's one that's called uh, Cure Wounds. Uh, it costs one coin to buy. You can only uh, spend. Uh, you can only use one card per round, type of a thing. So you're you're a little bit limited. You can't just go spending like crazy. Uh, Cure wounds says during the draw phase, draw an additional two by one shape <clears throat> uh, adjacent to a monster space. Fill it with an available terrain type. So if you're the type of person who's like, ah, oh, I forgot to take care of those guys, you can spend a coin and then you can start filling in the shapes that you're completely ignoring during the entire game. So it kind of gives you <laughs> uh, things like that. Or there's one where it's knowledge. During the draw phase, uh, fill the chosen shape with a village terrain instead of the available terrain type. So you can kind of, depending on what the scoring things are, you can be like, oh, I'm going to use that to my advantage so that I can get even bigger or you know, uh, score more points for that particular type of things so it allows you to just kind of bend the rules which is kind of nice and I, i'm i'm hoping next time i play this i'm, I'm probably going to throw that in there uh, another yeah. thing to mention is that there is a i guess a sequel or spin-off i'm not really sure what it is technically this game is a spin-off in a way it's it's in the world of uh role player r-o-l-l player uh, which I have played. It's it's an interesting game. I liked it. I've only played it once, but I, I'd be willing to play it more, uh, which is definitely not a game you're going to be taking out anywhere. It's a much larger game than this one is. Uh, but uh, it's called Cartographer's Heroes. Uh, I think there was a lot of buzz about the original game that they're like, all right, we got to do a Kickstarter for another one of these because this is going like gangbusters. Uh, Heroes has a bunch of different types of maps. Uh, it's mostly the same game, uh, but they kind of tweaked a few things. The ambush cards uh, tend to be a bit meatier. Uh, they do things uh, for example I think there's one where it's like zombies where you'll pl place it and if at the if there's ever an open space at the end of the round it's going to pl proliferate pl pl I cannot pronounce that word right proliferate? now pl <laughs> proliferate proliferate I keep wanting to add an L near the beginning proliferate <laughs> yes <laughs> proliferate uh, <laughs> uh, so it's, it's just going to keep growing so you really need to be filling them in uh, but that also comes with hero cards, uh, which allows you to kind of attack at these uh, ambush cards that are there. So you can kind of like 
take things out. Uh, some of the, the ambushes will actually destroy things that you've built as well. So you really want to use those heroes to take out uh, the, the purple nasties that are drawn onto your board. Uh, there are a couple of other one maps uh, that do th special things. I think there's one that includes lava, where lava will start to kind of flow out from different things. So there's different uh, environmental features that you need to worry about. Uh, I haven't actually played it. Uh, I'm not even sure if it's actually out yet. I haven't actually seen it in stores. I think it's still uh, one of those things that we're waiting on. But uh, if, if, if you really like the original, uh, keep your eye out for heroes if you wanted uh, even more of that, uh, which I will definitely, I will look into. I didn't actually back the Kickstarter. I looked into it. And I'm like, oh, maybe, but I'm like, I think this is enough. I personally <laughs> enjoy cartographers for what it is. So, yeah, there's a lot to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, oh, shoot. What was I going to say? I was, something you mentioned reminded me of something and I can't remember what it was. I mentioned nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't been talking. We've been <laughs> at dead air this whole time. It's been dead silence this whole time. I'm you're hot. saying your name. Like, Hello? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> uh, oh, darn it. What was it? I don't know. A anyway, uh, re uh, I guess we could talk a little bit too about just sort of the structure of the game outside of what we mentioned already. Um, it's got really good replayability. The uh, seasonal effect cards or whatever they're called, I'm sure there's the appropriate name. <laughs> those are scoring goal. cards. Scoring <laughs> cards. Okay, there we go. Yes. Um, those are interesting, and the fact that they're going to change each game is really neat and change makes it feel more alive as a game and more each land that you're car uh, mapping out is going to have different... Um, I don't know, different things that you need to focus on and different things you need to keep in mind or avoid um, as you as you do it. They, uh, yeah, anyway, I, I was going to say they, they allow you to kind of take several different approaches too, which is nice that you can obviously combine with what they're um, showing you that you can use to score points. Um, the, the way that the seasons work, oh, that's the one thing I was going to mention. The seasons way the seasons work is so cool. I really, really love the mechanism of um, going through the scoring cards several times, like twice. Each scoring card is going to activate twice, and keeping track of that progression is really cool. It's a really great idea, and it makes it, like, if it just went once, it would feel too fast, and the opportunity to do some things, you just couldn't really build a strategy. You'd have to just sort of be a reactionary to what is happening. Um, but the way that they did the seasons and the scoring cards and how they activate is extremely satisfying to engage with. And so, anyway, I just wanted a side comment on that, that I, I really, really like that. <laughs> yeah, that I do like that mechanic. I think my, that might be one of the reasons why my, my wife likes it, too, is uh, it's, it is a really cool thing that you're kind of cycling through. Uh, it's in another one of the games that she really likes called Isle of Sky. Uh, this used it, although I think it used it in much greater effect, uh, where there were like four different scoring things, but you'd be like scoring two of them in one round, and then two of them in another round, and then like three of them in the next round, and then a different three in the next round after that, and so you're always like, okay, wait, all right, is uh, no, this one's not, I don't have to worry about this, and this one's never going to score again, so I'm just going to forget about putting sheep in everywhere, so I'm, I'm just going to try and make, connect all the things that, so it's a really, I like that interesting, like, okay, I need to pay attention to when these things are scoring uh this thing may simplifies it a little bit but uh in, in a good way somewhere it's not uh it's it's a shorter game in 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 that respect so they kind of needed to do that uh but uh i i really yeah it's a really cool mechanic and i'm glad they added that to this game yeah 
Um, but uh, yeah, so Cartographers, really great, does an extremely good job of what it's supposed to do, which is just being a functional game, I guess. But um, <laughs> but it really adds so many more elements that bring you into the world and engage with it. There's some cool touches here that really add to quite a big, a bigger feeling experience for sure. Uh, but let's say you're going to take it out, and uh, how does that work? What are you going to do? What's it going to look like on the table? All right, so taking this game out. If we're taking this game out, um, you're going to have, obviously, a, a few things on the table. And the first thing you're going to have is what's in front of you. What's in front of you is going to be your map sheet that you're going to slowly be filling out. Um, oh, that I actually I remembered what I was going to say. Uh, the one thing that I thought was silly and makes no sense is the coin system. <laughs> I don't. It doesn't bother me. It just really stands out as a, as a mechanism or a structure that they needed to have. I understand why they have it, but the fact that it's coins makes no sense. <laughs> it just should have been like precious metals or rubies or something that you discover. And I, I don't know. It's it, it's silly. <laughs> anyway. Think of it as a coin system in like one of those movies you watched as a kid where it's just like, why is the king just t- taking all the taxes? And it's like he's not even spending on anything. He's just collecting it to collect it. That right, is the yeah. theme. <laughs> <laughs> just walking in here, mapping a new land and then demanding one coin every once in a while. <laughs> um, anyway, all right. Let's, let's Let's take this out. Okay, so on the table in front of you are, is going to be your map sheet. You're also going to have um, a something to draw on. A lot of people get very creative with how they um, do their maps. They'll either have several colored pencils that are shared between everybody, markers, what have you. Some people, there's some pretty epic level artistically done maps that you can find if you do an image search for cartographers. But at the core, all you need is a color designated to the type of terrain that is going to be assigned or you can use pencil and draw a little picture in the terrain to clarify what it is. Uh, probably using a color is easier. And uh, so anyway, you're going to have some sort of drawing utensil or utensils on the table floating around between everybody. Um, then in the middle of the table, you're going to have uh, at the top your season card, which delineates which season it is. Then the A, B, C, and D card, which is below, are going to clarify which scoring card is active at the time. So two rows of four cards. Uh, and then to the left of the top row, the season card is going to be flipping uh, and, and cycling. Then you're going to have your um, terrain or exploring cards. There we go. I remember the name of the last second. Uh, your explorer cards. And that's going to have a deck and a discard pile. And what's face up in the discard pile, the, typically the way you do it is it's what's the active scoring card. Um, and uh, so that's pretty much it. You're going to have two rows of cards. Uh, in the middle of the table that everyone can see, and then everyone else is just going to have their own uh, map sheet. Uh, this, you can put the the central tableau kind of wherever it works. The only downside of that is, at least for new players or people unfamiliar with the game, or uh, is clarifying what the scoring cards are doing. There's some that are very similar and can easily be confused. Once you once you get it, you probably don't need to double check that often outside of just looking at the picture to remind yourself, oh, right, okay, that's what that's doing. But at the beginning, and especially with new players, you're, you, the people are probably going to want to see them or you're going to need to clarify them. Uh, one person can kind of run this game, though, so you can kind of just go through these scoring cards individually so everyone understands excuse me, what is happening and why, or what, how they're scoring and what they, they should be focusing on. Um, 
So what I'm trying to get at basically is that you don't necessarily have to have this center of the table. It could be kind of tucked off to the side as long as everyone can kind of reference it. And especially if with their laudable, uh, we think 100 people can play this at a time. Um, not everyone's <laughs> <laughs> potentially going to be able to see this. So Yell down could... to the guy at the end of the, the huge <laughs> banquet table. Okay, right. it's like a Z shape. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to want to get a lot of forest spaces near the edges. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, so basically you're just you'll probably be clarifying this throughout the game. I know when we were playing, I would kind of forget exactly how some of these work that just a quick reference glance would, would be enough to clarify for me. But um, someone most likely is going to be running this and just kind of if someone has a question, just answering it. So but outside of that, you really only need to know what is active when. And so at the beginning of each season, someone's probably going to be flipping that over and then they're going to be like, all right, just a reminder, these are the scoring options active now. And then we still have these coming up, however you want to run it. So uh, it doesn't necessarily be in the middle. So I think this definitely, definitely passes like a pizza test. And yeah, it. um it's really one that you can kind of manipulate around things on a table. And so I can't think of many, really anything that you can't, this would inhibit you eating or engaging with in a public setting. Uh, so I think it, it does really well. High scores for taking out and having drinks over or uh, eating food with. Uh, Vibe. Vibe also is really good here in that it, you know, of course you're going to be kind of having your own strategy, but it's not heavy, too heavy in the sense that you can't talk or engage with other people uh as alex mentioned before you're kind of want to be checking a little bit what they're doing to sort of keep up with what they're up to and um and then of course you have direct interaction with the ambush cards and so there's a lot of options here for or a lot of opportunity here to engage with other people as they're playing even though you are just basically doing your own thing so um there's a really good vibe here and really fun really fun uh uh, moments, especially with me, where I constantly forget about the stupid ambush cards, and we'd be like, after, at the end of each round, we'd be like, "Ah, oh, damn it, I'm losing points. I keep forgetting <laughs> to do something about that." So, uh, there's definitely mistakes and goofs that you're going to make in this game that that are uh, unintentional moments of hilarity. All right, um, who's this for? Who's this not for? Pretty broadly applicable to pretty much any gamer. This does fits a nice spot of it is a simple structure at its core. It's easy to st- engage with um even for new gamers there's probably easier roll and writes of course to start with but there's definitely more kind of obtuse ones i'm thinking of like um castles of burgundy the roll and write that that's a good one but it's also like if you're not a gamer that's a little bit of a bit of a high bar for the roll and write set to start with this one has a lot of depth but it's really engage- easy to engage with easy to understand once you get you know the first couple turns and you're going to understand what you're doing yeah. Um I would I definitely agree. It... It's 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 meatier than your average roll and write, but it is still pretty easy to get into. Yeah. I, yeah. It's a good 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 note. Um I can't think of anyone who would really be turned off by this, to be honest. I it's if you like board games, this is a good one. <laughs> and so <laughs> unless you're so picky, I guess, you really hate map making or I don't know. If if you're if you're if you're so picky about having games where you truly do like interact in every level uh with the game, then I guess I mean that aspect you do interact a little bit, but if you're looking for somewhere where you can always beat up on your neighbor, I guess this is not that great of a game because you can only do it like me. You might be able to do it four times throughout the entire game. Right. Uh, if you're lucky, it's possible you could have a game where you never get to do anything with your neighbor because they might not show up. 
I've had a game <laughs> where that like all four of them show up right at the last round, which made for a brutal last round. But you know that <laughs> it all depends on how the game goes. So if, if that's something that you, if you're that annoying of a person, I don't put it that way because I do not like those people. <laughs> right. Oh God. Yeah. I, avoid those gamers in general. <laughs> yes. I know this is not a personal or like what do they call it a uh, PVP game, but I'm gonna make it one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, if you desire just endless direct confrontation, then clearly this is not the game for you. There are many others to choose from. But other than that, I can't imagine a gamer who isn't going to get a kick out of this one. This is really, really well done, well designed. Yeah. Uh, would your mom like it, though? I don't know. I feel like this is probably just outside of her interest. Like, I think she'd be interested in it, but it's more of a... Um, it's more board gamey than some of the board games she likes, if that makes any sense. <laughs> that makes I perfect sense to me. <laughs> I, I, I do. You get it. But so I, I just I don't think this would be her game. I want to say this is this is a I don't think she would hate this game. I just don't think it's one that she would be too interested in. What do you what do you think? Yeah. I pretty much agree with you. I'm going to put this one at a maybe no. And that's a very small maybe. It's probably closer to no than anything else there it's a possibility that there could be just something interesting enough about this game that my mom would go oh yeah this is totally cool i've never known to be a her to be a big doodler so i don't think that's going to be drawing her in Uh, i can definitely see her going oh i really need this shape like oh i oh i got that shape i finally i can put it in here her getting like just frustrated at oh no not an ambush that's not what i needed and then i can see definitely see her i would easily see her cackling at what she's done to someone else's thing that that is assuming that she completely understands how to totally ruin someone's thing uh but i think if she i I think if she could get into it she would it would be really interesting to see her do that but uh, i think there's just a too many hurdles for her there's a lot of things going on where it's like oh what's the best thing to do in this situation well what about this situation should you do this shape or this there's a lot of choices and i don't think she likes having so many choices so many different times where it's like but i'm i don't know now there's like four or five different best things should i be worrying about this score or this score and if i'm worrying about this score should i put it here or here because i'm going to gain two points this way and four points like she's not even going to be able to calculate that but she knows they're there and so i think that's going to frustrate her too much in this game so i i don't think she'd get into it but if if she could just get like a little bit further into it, i think she would like there would it would just be amazing to watch her uh play this one so that, yeah i'm definitely a maybe no on this one yeah that makes sense um <coughs> excuse me um let's see what else can we talk about here with cartographers uh let's see we talked about table talked about what your mom like it did I, I hit everything? Hit I feel like I always miss you, something. You hit everything. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, there you go, everybody. Cartographers is definitely a recommend for us. It really does fit a great space. Of, we're, we're starting to see more of these. Like Not like all the time, but every once in a while, they're, they're starting to focus on, like I feel like game designers are really kind of reexamining recently uh, in the last year or so or a couple of years. No, no, no. I'd say just even more recently. Last year or so. Um Roll and rights and making them more of a deeper gameplay experience and then kind of an abstract just experience. Um, so uh, this is this is one that really is well designed, well thought out, and I uh, there's a lot here, and I definitely think this is a get your money's worth right game. I think it's like twenty bucks as you can find this, like twenty twenty five bucks. That's 
very really good deal <laughs> for a game that you can easily just pick up and engage with and um is just quite quite well done um i do have an express a slogan today i uh let's see if i can remember it <laughs> oh no okay uh there was a second part of it that i do have to forget all right let me give me one second one second <laughs> Oh, no, I forgot what it was. I had a rhyme. Oh, okay, no. I'll tell you what I thought it was, but this doesn't make any sense. All right. <laughs> oh, great. Week... This is the best <laughs> one now. <laughs> a week is not complete without a game in your seat. <laughs> it's not really a rhyme. Yeah, it doesn't make and any that doesn't sense. doesn't make sense. All right. How could you, like, I was trying to think of, like, how do you make, because uh, I was trying to think of those, like, uh, slogans from the 50s, like, all those, like, advertising slogans. Um you know, nothing says loving like something from the oven or, or, or you know, double your pleasure or, yeah, double your pleasure, double your fun. <laughs> uh, let's see. A week is not complete without a game. <laughs> I, I mean, it write. does have that. It does have that slight sexual innuendo that all of those do. <laughs> <laughs> right. Something, something randy about it. <laughs> a week is not complete without games. Well, now I now everything. Nope, it was really. That's That's the one. Anything you do to try and fix this will only make it worse. I'm gonna tell you to stop right now. (laughs) All right, week is not complete without a game in your seat. That doesn't make any sense, but I stand by it. All right, I'm gonna stick with that. I'm loving it so far. This is my top pick. (laughs) Oh, sweet! Of of the very few that you have so far, (laughs) the four that I've made it, I've actually done. All right. Well, great. I'll take that. That's high praise in these times, and uh, I appreciate it. So thank you guys for listening. You can get a hold of us if you'd like to a couple different ways on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Chits and Chat. You can also go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com. That is E-A-S-E-D-R-O-P.com. I don't clarify that enough. I probably should more. Uh, scroll down to the Chits and Chat page and fill out our comment form there. We'd love to hear from you. And we hope you guys are getting some games played. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you all on the next episode. Bye.